the players, the personalities who come from around the world to play professional soccer in the United States. In a word, where some call it football, football, or soccer, they dare to call it foosball. One thinks New York is blue, the other thinks New York is red. Soccer in America, from a German perspective. Let them put some sauerkraut on your hot dog and join them for the Schnitzel Boys USA Hour. Yes! Hey-o, it's the Schutzel Boys USA Hour! Oh my god, what a terrible day for you. <laughs> go, go, USA! Oh, it's incredible! Hans Vogt on the chat. You know, I was in an acting program in Brooklyn a couple years ago. And the whole point of the program was to quote-unquote find an activity... That makes you emotionally alive. Okay. Alive in your emotional core. I did so many activities and I failed miserably. I was the worst student in the class by far. You got no emotional core to enliven? I had no emotional core to enliven <laughs> until one day. <laughs> oh. Until one day I brought in an activity. And that activity was recreating the Ian Dark goal call of the 2010 World Cup uh, with with Go, Go, USA. We had something's oh, on here. It's incredible. Something's on here. Tim Howard, Landon Donovan, the depth, you know. And I, when I recreate that, that was like by far the most successful. Your emotional core awakened. It was, it was activated. Emotions. I wasn't a robot that day. I actually had feelings that day. It was because of the passion I have for this beautiful game. For the U.S. men's national team. Speaking before I forget, I forgot this five weeks in a row. I guess, you know, I was in Germany, so it was a little bit of a really paying attention. But this is our 105th episode. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's like I don't, I don't know. know. It's like 105 <laughs> is not it's not the special number you're just alluding to that we kind of we passed 100. We missed the we yeah. passed 100. Yeah, triple digits. That's right. Triple digit. We did a C note. We're going to have the 105th anniversary. We're going to have the 230th anniversary and the 343rd episode expect that sounds it's good not, sounds not, good to me we don't care about zeros and fives although it does end with a five but we have over 100 episodes for you guys the american Very good. experience and we've come to learn amazing it was for a couple of years now we've got ourselves a small little community here that we're trying to grow but still we love it I'm ashamed, uh, all the same and uh we have stuff i mean we had a big week we, <laughs> we had a big week at mls also <laughs> we in a while <laughs> We had stuff. Well, earlier you alluded to I had a rough weekend. Why did I have a rough weekend? I don't know. Can you see what I'm wearing? I mean, you lost uh, You lost Tom Barlow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. There's nothing rough about it. We got money for Tom Barlow. We you got five. Tom you got Barlow. the Chicago Fire to pay 500K for Tom Barlow. <laughs> I mean, if you're wondering... If you're wondering why the Chicago Fire have not been good recently, look no further. This is this is the kind of deal. Um, we sold them a boat. 
We sold him the boat. Everyone's we like, there's something the, wrong with this boat right the, now. The boat's fine. We sold him the Brooklyn Bridge. We sold him the Brooklyn Bridge for a dollar. Now, it's one of those things where we sold him a used car. We're selling them our problem. And they bought it. The suckers bought it, dude. My and, word. And we get we get 250000 plus add-ons that could go up to 500000 in Garber well, bucks and GAM. But we'll take it. Because Tom Barlow, in 99% of scenarios, should have just flushed out and then gone off to the USL to start playing. Should have just released him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got, you, got, you got money for Tom Barlow. No, you're right. I was trying to troll you, but this is good news. You're right. This is a this is a this is a great day. Huge. A great moment of success for the New York Red Bulls. Getting five hundred grand for Tom Barlow, that is no small feat. Like that's when we like, sold um, Like when we sold Patrick Klimala to, to to Israel. And we're it's like, like your old selling your old fridge to somebody on the way to the garbage dump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great, it's a great metaphor. We sold Tom. <laughs> now, no disrespect. I just want to say Tom Barlow seems to be a real good dude. He's a good locker room presence. His work ethic is excellent. He, he's like overall, he's over, when like, people say that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. A good locker room presence. Like that's like what people say about somebody that you can't say anything. You have nothing else nice to say about. Like as a player, it's like that's like calling somebody old or bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, he has a he's an important presence in the locker room. Well, there's value to that because there are a lot of taught. Like, what is Fernand is Bernadeschi a good locker room guy? No, no, there, there are but people he also who don't offer on that. The, yeah, there are people right. who don't offer that value. Lota Mateos is not a good locker room guy. No. Tom Barlow is a good locker room guy because. <laughs> But that's sort of like that's like that's like a minimum requirement. Like you know, oh yeah, Tom Barlow he doesn't score, but he's not an asshole. Yeah, he seems to be a nice guy. (laughs) I mean, on the plus side, on the plus side, he doesn't smell. I mean, we don't know that. If it's a soccer player, I'm sure he smells, (laughs) but they're immune to that. But hey, it's just like it's 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 not really it's not a it's not a really it's not a great compliment. I, I mean, it's the nicest to... thing. Is the best thing they can say about you as a player that you're a good locker room presence. I mean, that means like you should probably just stay in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, like don't, uh, like don't come room. out. Like yeah. your your best your best used inside the locker room. So just stay there. You're not a good field guy. You're a good <laughs> locker room guy. You're just so more of a locker room guy. You're a locker room guy. Yeah. So which is great. There's that's not there's nothing wrong with it's great. It's yeah. very important to have these locker room guys <laughs> just stay in there. Yeah. We got the field guys doing the rest. The field guys will yeah. go out. Let the field the guys do the play, the game stuff, and you scoring. just focus on the locker room stuff. The score and the assistant. Well, I, I was just trying to say that that I do love Tom Barlow's heart. If that makes sense. <laughs> But his level of play <laughs> could go to Chicago. His level of play could go away. So that I'm okay with. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. All right. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very, and the next, very next day, you gave, gave it away. away. You Tom gave it away. Barlow. This year, Tom Barlow. To, to give you something special, special. <laughs> Tom Barlow can't score any goals, but, but it doesn't matter because he's a locker room guy. 
<laughs> yeah. This is this exactly. Uh, this is a uh, the Schitzel Boys song parody. We're, we're, uh, we are we are we are doing some test runs for the Christmas special. <laughs> Yeah, big Christmas special. Vidas, <laughs> the big, the, huge, Boys the huge, it's going to be the 110th episode. It's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I'm going to email CBS Sports Galasso if they want it. They are not returning Ian my emails. Joy, but Special guest Ian Joy's trainer. Ian Joy's special guest Derek Lee. So we're going to get, we're going to get, I'm going to get Derek Ray on this podcast. That's my goal. I'm going to get Derek Ray on this podcast. If he listens to even one episode, he will not come. Let's hope he doesn't. I don't think he will. He doesn't respond to any of my <laughs> tweets at him. So he seems to be pretty radio silence. But if we give an opportunity oh. to share some stuff about Cohen or something. Uli Hesse, Uli Hesse said he was friends with him, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been in his sure room. He, before. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just, I, yeah. I like, I, I, I laugh at his German, Germanisms. Um, hey, he's the biggest cheerleader. But anyway. So around this time, usually the New York Red Bulls would be selling our best player for like nothing. Usually the New York Red Bulls season. Your captain would get traded. Our captain would get traded for like a a, a supplemental draft pick. That's usually what's happening now, but that's not (laughs) what's happening. We sold Tom Barlow for money. So, so far the news of the Red Bulls camp has been very positive, except for one thing, Bjorn. The New York Red Bulls. No, 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 no. That's no, something no. I made that up. Was, that wasn't real. Up. You made that up. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hans Wolf, real quick. From the Never thought I would have heard myself ever utter these words, but congrats, Red Bulls, on that. That is a Hans that's Wolf. a good bit of bit good bit of business. It's Very good bit of business. Anyway, <clears throat> you know it's not good bit of business, Bjorn. Tell me. So the New York Red Bulls just promoted all these marketing guys. This big marketing push. They just announced a Christmas ticket special, where you can get. I think it's uh, two tickets for a hundred bucks. One is on the opener and the other is against the NYCFC Derby. Whenever that may be. Okay. Schedule hasn't been announced yet. However, there's a small two tickets for a hundred bucks. That's not cheap. Or maybe it's 50 bucks. It's some sort of deal. Two tickets deal. Good deal. It's a family pack. I think it's a hundred dollar family pack. Four tickets. or something. Oh, four tickets, a hundred bucks. Okay. I mean, I should have looked up this. It's something. It's a good deal. It's the Red Bulls. I mean, it's dirt cheap. They have eighty dollar season tickets for any New Jersey student. I mean, it's their deals are incredible. Anywho, there's a small bit of writing on the bottom of the ad, though. The bottom of the flyer. There's a small bit of writing, and that writing says "Void if home opener is against Inter Miami." So they're selling this ticket campaign. They don't know the schedule yet, but when right. MLS announced the schedule, and if Inter Miami, did I say Inter Milan? I meant Inter Miami. Inter Miami? No, you said it correctly. Did I say Inter Miami. If Inter Miami, I guess home it's opener, also void if the home opener is against if it gets if it's against Inter Milan, it's also void. Yeah, I'll be that. I'd pay whatever that if it's a competitive game against Inter Milan for the MLS opening season. Sign me up. How that happens. But, um inter okay yeah so that means that so, and that's got a lot of criticism because what kind of promotion is that it's like it works except against one team well the chances against, of that the chance is small that it's that it's going to be that they sh- then that, that my thing is they should have bitten the bullet they should have just they shouldn't have put that small writing there because they're getting criticism and, and right now they don't need criticism for for marketing stunts like that so you know, of all the good news coming from the sporting side, the marketing department is still finding ways to keep it interesting. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, I mean, could they have called the league 
to be like, can you give us a preview of, of what you're thinking, what the schedule is? I mean, I guess that's too much to ask. Or if not, just bite the bullet. Get people in that stadium. The big criticism I heard online. I mean, I guess how many of these, how many of these are they selling, I suppose, makes the, it's the question. I mean, if it's against like Miami, they'll, they'll sell out. But the thing is, someone brought up online, which I liked. And they're like, Messi coming league is a big deal. It's fun that's messy. But now they're treating him like a separate package, like a premium package on top of what the regular league is. You know, and that really shouldn't be how it's done. You you buy tickets to your team, you buy tickets to MLS, you watch games in MLS. All the players should be included. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're doing this thing where one player well, is on a the- premium <clears throat> package. Name any other league where one player is treated as a premium package. Does Cohen have to pay an extra five hundred dollars because Harry Kane came to town over the weekend to play at Bayern München? No, it's part of the deal. Well, it's less of a <clears throat> they don't do the competitive pro- But I mean, that's a yeah. I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm. Uh, I mean, the flip side of that argument is that it, you you know there obviously is a huge secondary market, so the teams are just supposed to. Uh, uh, leave all that money to the to the profiteers, and uh, uh, that seems stupid. Yeah, but that's a that's an issue they should have been fixed a long. long that's a, another issue they should have fixed a long time ago. I mean, they've been what giving they uh, they've been feeding the gray market for years. I mean, I don't know. They, no, but like NYCFC, they do competitive pricing. If you're, I mean, my season tickets cost the same every year. I mean, or whatever, they increase it or something. But like, it's not, you know, you pay a certain amount, but then they value the different games differently. Like if it's individual tickets, they're worth they're worth something, they're worth more if we're playing the Red Bulls versus, uh, I don't know, Chicago Fire. As part of the season package, you're saying? It's, it's itemized. No, like if, you're, like if you're trading in, for example, you get to, if I say, oh, I don't want to use these tickets at oh, a you certain mean the date. Market. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, no, no. But even if I just give them back, I can give back a certain amount of tickets to the team. I can just be like, oh, you refund me for these. Oh. And so they are not all created equal. I mean, that's just a certain, I don't know if every team does that, but that's just something that they offer. They, you can, uh, I think once or twice a season, you can just return your tickets and they give you a certain amount of money back, but it's not equal for each game. They sort of value them in different ways, depending on who you're playing or when it is. Like Wednesdays are cheaper than weekends and whatnot. So it's competitive pricing. I mean, that's like what most people do most places do now it's not like oh this is what it costs to see the knicks or whatever it's like it changes some games are more because and and the reason is the teams you know it used to be it's just like oh it costs this much to see the yankees where they play on on wednesday against baltimore or or the red sox on saturday it's always the same but that's then you have these resellers that make all the profits so the team wants to make some of that well, then, with all that being said, what's the point of your marketing arm releasing a marketing promotion that just says all of this in the, you know what I mean? It's not professional. It's weird to be like, hey, it's a buy one, get one, unless X, Y, and Z happens, okay? If that happens, we're, we're not going to honor our promotion. It's like, what kind of promotion is that? <laughs> Make a decision. Well, it's okay. weird. I just, I, just, I just think it comes off a little bushly. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Now, how about this? Another scenario. NYCFC ticket rep calls. You get your okay. season tickets. It costs whatever it costs. Let's say a thousand bucks. 
And then they're like, but that does not include Inter-Miami games. The Inter-Miami games are selling as a separate package for $5,000. So if you want the whole season, you have to you have to buy both packages, the Inter-Miami games, or you can have a full season pass without the Inter-Miami games. Let's but say that's they called nothing, you an offer that's that. nothing like that's nothing like what you're what you were describing. Well, that I'm, is, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. How would you feel about that scenario? I made up a scenario. Would I would feel, feel. I would reject that scenario. But like, that's not like the scenario that you're describing with this promotion. I kind of it's saying it's only available for not if it's Inter Miami. Then we take the tickets back. That's what the promotion says. Well, but you're going to get your money back in that case or whatever. They're going to give you another game. Yeah, against. The Orange County Blues and somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like you get. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you get like the buy buy. If it's Restaurant Week in New York, and you get the they they, it's like twenty every every lunch is like twenty dollars twenty three cents or whatever. But you can't order you can't order the lobster. Like that's just I don't right. know. <laughs> I think. I think that makes that makes sense. So MLS, Leo Messi is the lobster. I'm very clear about that. I mean, that's and just any other like, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't know what I'm defending here exactly. Like, but that's that's just the reality. I mean, Art, my ticket rep told me that they're selling, that people are buying season tickets for NYCFC right. just. For the, the one, just because it's because it it's it's, you know, if you're if you're imagining like you're paying a thousand dollars for, to see Messi, you can get season tickets for that or less, significantly less than that. Yeah. Now, of course, it's a gamble because you know Messi gets hurt or whatever, then then, uh, or he he decides to not play that game. I mean, yeah. Also, there's gotta be. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I would never. Uh, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't pay like fifteen hundred dollars to see Messi play at Red Bull. I mean, it's like I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm, I'll. I won't sell my tickets. I'll go see it when he comes, if and when he comes. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't get. I don't get this. Like, oh, I gotta pay this this amount of money. You know, like you can. Yeah. Anyway, but. That's a different. That's a different story. I don't think. I'm also. I don't curious think it's. I don't think it's that weird. I'm also curious if the excitement will wane off for season two, a little bit, like the ticket. Yeah, I mean, also be, right? possible. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably, it's not. It's going to be. There's going to be a little bit of a of a of a leveling out. I would imagine it's yeah. not going to be like. I think certainly the first couple cup, you know, when he first appeared, that's definitely a hotter ticket than it's going to be if he plays a full season. I think that's probably true. Yeah, and the other um, other thing I want to mention on the NYCFC buying season tickets for Messi that makes sense. But here at LAFC, I've got my LAFC Tico on today. Oh, because uh, I'm pretending to be an LAFC fan. Today. LAFC, they're still in it. Four they're teams left. They're one of them. They're one of them, baby. And I've been a fan since birth, baby. LAFC all the way. Your, your childhood team, LAFC. I remember when I was a wee boy. LAFC versus the. LA Aztecs, a young Johan Cruyff. Before you said mama, before you said mama or papa, you were able to say LAFC. I said Carlos Vela. Weird, very, very, uh, uh, very precocious child. Yeah, they had to send me to a behavioral specialist to see what was going on. 
people just people trying to f- find your emotional core back even back then always always looking for i'm always i'm always <laughs> finding reasons that i'm not a robot that's that's my life like am i a robot anyway uh anyway here at lafc you should take one of those tests they have these things like the captcha yeah, I, I always pass. I always pass the capture test, no matter how okay. many times. So that's it, then. Then I'm not case closed. You're not a robot. Case, I passed that test hundreds of times, at least. So good job. Good so job. Why is why why you're you're but you're still you're still not sure. You don't trust the test. I need an advanced level test. Talk <laughs> the captcha is too easy. Even a Cap- robot could pass the captcha. Yeah, it's written by AI. How's an AI going to recognize a robot? <laughs> Bunch of robots talking to each other. Anyway, what I was saying is LAFC, if you resell your tickets too much, your membership gets canceled and you're not allowed to get new tickets. And I love that policy. It's defending against the gray market because what happens is people just sit on tickets and just resell them all day at a profit. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. stealing a Nintendo for Christmas or a PlayStation for Christmas. Which also pees me off. That whole gray market nonsense where you, just, you, you have a brother who works at Target. You get all the PS5s in. Then you sit on them and sell them for twice the price on eBay or Craigslist. It's essentially what season ticket. That's what a lot of ticket people do. And this whole buying in uh, in, uh, in LA anyway. Yeah, but well, we don't have that NYCFC. We don't have that problem because we play in a huge in, stadium. Yeah, we play in a big stadium. It doesn't sell out, so it's, tickets are available. Like you don't make. I don't think there's a lot of people making huge amounts of money reselling their tickets. I doubt any. And I know, but which is a good thing. I, I love that. But here in LA, the LAFC is a small contained stadium and seats come at a premium. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and a lot of people sit, like right now, the tickets for the finals are being sold. And boy, they start at like 200 bucks, two, 300 bucks for the nosebleeds. And, you know, they're just sitting on it making profit. But LAFC, they're doing this thing where if they notice that their season ticket holders aren't actually attending a lot of games, they then get banned from buying tickets from the club. I think that's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I like it. I'm all about it. Like you could, you could sell off. That's probably we probably yeah. are going to need some policy like that when your stadium um, opens. Yeah. When the stadium opens, yeah. Well, anywho, let's talk about MLS this past week and LAFC. We had four games. We had let's in order. Let me let's do them in order. The very first yeah. one was it was the two. It was Columbus versus Orlando. And Columbus beat Orlando two to nothing. It was a one nothing game, and the very very last minute with an open goal because Orlando was pushing forward, they were able to get a second at the death to finish it two nothing. But that is the only multiple goal game of the entire weekend. Everything else is just it was just true, a tight one nothings, right? That was sort of the two tight teams. Home advantage didn't offer much because two of the home teams won, but two of the home teams lost, so it was fifty fifty. <laughs> Yeah, the the um, Orlando playing a little tight, huh? Do you watch that game? I, I watched. Just, I watched uh, some of that game. I watched like half of that game. It's uh, it's a it's a weird thing they do. Like when in the when it comes to these playoff games, they get very conservative. I don't know. That is, it seems to be like a an Oscar Pereja kind of thing. Maybe they were very. It, it was weird because they're you know they've been sort of a. Uh, uh, a pretty offensive-minded team, but um, um, what's his name? Duncan McGuire? Is that his name? Perhaps. My knowledge of Orlando City. The, uh, the, uh, the young American... 
Yeah, Duncan McGuire. The American number nine was very, very quiet. Nothing. And then Rodrigo Schlegel. I mean, love to see, love to see one of NYCFC's old nemesis is get a red card in a playoff game. I mean, that just warmed my heart. That guy getting sent off. And then, uh, yeah, and then Orlando just kind of really struggled. I think that was a pretty, pretty well, pretty well deserved victory for uh, Christian Ramirez. Got a goal coming off the bench, and then yeah, that that late, uh, the late kind of lob over. It wasn't like I mean, it was a little. I'm not sure what Gaesa was doing exactly. It wasn't like he was coming forward for like a corner kick or something. It was just like I don't know. He was just sort of drifting. He was high up, maybe to catch it's very the ball high up, back very up. high up, yeah. extremely high up. Um, but of the four games, that's the only game that had no that had, officiating. That was on. not a one that did also, not have official. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and it was not. It was a multi goal game. It was the only game where it was like everything about this game is nothing to complain. Orlando City. What happened? Lost, uh, what was one. the officiating problem in in the LAFC game? Uh, that. Oh, that with the handball, right? No, no, that's Sporting Kansas City. Oh, that was... Maybe LAFC in Houston didn't have much in officiating. There was the handball call. There was the offside penalty. There was the handball with... Well, the... Yeah. Do you want to get into... uh, Yeah, okay. Was it LAFC? It was LAFC, wasn't it? Anyway, let's just go to the Cincy game, okay? So so Matt Miazga did not play. I was really rooting for him to lose... But since he won, it was a tight one, nothing. But that, but so at the end of this game, because it went to overtime, right? No, it was, no, it didn't go to overtime. It did not. This was a stoppage time winner. At the end of the game, I was getting ready to go because I had to go somewhere, and I went to the bathroom and I saw the goal, and then I saw the replay, and the, and the an- analyst is like, "Oh, the VAR is going to have to take a look at that." He looks offside. And I went to the bathroom being like, well, this is about to get overturned and go into overtime. Because to me, that's pretty and obvious. It did not. And I left the bathroom, and since he was celebrating, it was a no call. Now, I brought something to show the class. David Riccio, how you doing, bud, in the chat? I, I, I brought a couple of these moments to share with the class. Let's see how this works. Do, 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 do. Is this it? This is it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 you see that? So this, this was the death moment, right? Number 32 here uh, heads the ball in the middle for, I think, 14 or 15 to slam home the winner. Uh, you know, the big talk is, and then VAR looked at it, and VAR said, oh, this guy is onside, number 32. They're like, oh, that well, guy's onside. And then the, said- the, talk, the talk is the angle, right? We're a little behind. So if you move up forward, you can see a better angle. But the, our friends at Soccer Photogrammetry, who've done this before, they use mathematical wizardry, and they try to draw out a pretty even line. Now, it's not exact science. They had to guess where his foot was. There's a little guesswork here. Right. But according to their math, he was two inches, just under three inches offside. Okay. However, the argument is like, we don't have the angle. And then the big talk is it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't deserve a VAR review. Right? Maybe it's what? Anyway, all I know is that this was the winning goal for Cincy. They won. Philly didn't complain. 
Well, the what are you gonna say? Okay. No, no, finish, finish what you were saying. Jim Curtin said his dumb thing that he always says. He always says really stupid stuff after games. <laughs> he really does. He really does. <laughs> he re- he said he would rather be one of this. There's 25. He said there's 25 teams in the league that are in disarray and are not playing for anything ever. And he does. He's he's happy to not be. That's that is no, what the I hell guess, is he talking about? What, a, what, what a, is he talking he's such, about? He's such an edge lord. He's like the Alexi Lodge. What an egg <laughs> really? He just gets he he gets he he there's that uh, there's that uh, Kleist, that famous Heinrich von Kleist uh, essay, famous writer of the 19th century German writer, über die langsame Verfertigung der Gedanken beim der uh, Wait, now I'm getting it wrong. Well, anyway, he, this essay is about how your thoughts form while you're speaking. <laughs> Only so, on the Schitzel Boys will, a, will we take 18 and that is, German philosophy. Uh, that's, what, that's what Jim Curtin, you can watch yeah. Jim Curtin. He gets, he, he gets a full head of steam and then things just kind of happen in his head. <laughs> yeah, he just as he's, 25 as he's talking. And he's like proud 25 of clubs. There's there's 30 clubs in the league. 25 of them are in disarray. Well, <laughs> and he's I won mean, no titles, by the way. And oh, he's meant be he, obviously that was an exaggeration, but he he says he'd rather have heartbreak every year than be one of those clubs that are in disarray and can never win anything. So anyway, yeah, Jim Curtin. What's that? What's the, the, the whatever? The same thing twice. <laughs> every you are eliminated. We were like we all get you were eliminated. Stop, stop trying to paint a freaking, stop trying to sell a Toyota like it's a Ferrari. But yeah. uh, anyway, so I'm glad that they're eliminated just because Jim Curtin's stupid mouth. I'm glad he doesn't win any MLS. <laughs> I mean, I'm always I'm I'm down with uh, Philly getting screwed. Also, <laughs> so this, but this, but I don't know, Bjorn, make the call right. I, were they I screwed, would were say, they well, right? well. I mean, this is. I haven't seen this. This uh, the soccer pho- photogrammetry thing. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. I mean, that was sort of my my gut reaction. Also, when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, he's he's probably off, but not as much as it seems on on first glance because of that angle. You know, the angle is is uh, acute in the way that you're looking. At, you know, when you're just kind of even if you're just looking at the line of the uh the the field uh, yeah the, the field like the yeah, the where they mow mouse. where they mow the lawn or whatever right. you can see it's pretty close and um and so well anyway it's it's so boring all this stuff you know when you're when you're going into the like nitty gritty you know now we're i had this i had this uh, discussion with my son about the lines that they do, you know, in, in MLS, they don't do the lines. In the Premier League, they do these lines where they put down a line, which I think that's nonsense. Like these lines are... You mean like how the NFL because, does it? They put like a virtual line across the screen, is what you're saying. Something like that? No, they the 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 uh, in the Prem, the VAR, they put a line... Uh, where the defender is, the, where the point of to the point where the defenders, you know, most the, it's the, always the most forward body part that you can score with. Right. So in this case, I guess it's for for Carranza, it's the foot, mm-hmm. and for um, 
uh, the other guy, the foot, Murphy, right? Murphy, Murphy, it's probably the shoulder or maybe it's also the foot. I don't know. But um, so they put a line for each and then whatever is closer to the goal, that's how they that's how they decide. But the problem with that is that you're always the frame that you're picking is always important because, right. you know, it's like 24 or 25 frames. So which and you're always, you know. So anyway, Christina, so, uncle so, so which. So which on. frame you're picking makes a much bigger difference. So it's like it's sort of like this illusion of 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 scientificness. Um, that's that doesn't exist. Like you, you're very precise after making sort of an arbitrary judgment as to which which picture to use. So that was Chris um, Uncle's thing. She was she was here to review both calls. And her thoughts on this, where the angles are tough, because literally what you need to be looking at is the one that's two frames before this one. I mean, right. this looks like a good frame to me, right? The ball's still on the free kick's foot, if I didn't know anybody. Well, he's also moving in the in this case, because usually the attacker moves forward, you know? Like, in this case, he's actually coming back onside eventually. Um, and the bigger... Yeah, it's big just like, it's like... This is the, it's the problem, it's the problem with, you know, like you could say, I made this argument, I've, I've said, th I've said this before, the only problem, in sports, you don't need, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if it's correct or not. It just matters that somebody decides and it matters that they, tr that they do the best they can. Hmm. The only problem is if you have, because it's really, you know, there's lots of arbitrary there's lots of luck involved, you know, some things, if you hit the post, sometimes it goes in, sometimes, you know, it's like random stuff happens. So the only problem is if somebody makes a decision and then you can see later on TV that he was, that they were wrong. And that's the problem. That's what VAR is supposed to help with. Hmm. Now, in this case, to the naked eye, if you're not pay, taking these angles into, he looks like really offside, but he really isn't. It's pretty close. And they don't, and so they're saying we don't have enough evidence to overturn it. If the guy, if the AR had raised his flag and said this is offside, they also wouldn't have overturned that. That's and I think talk as if this is again that the term I hate, clear and obvious. Clear and right, and it's the. Uh, and then, um, they, then it's not clear and obvious, obviously, because we're taking yeah, and so they and so they let that. it, so they just let it stand. Oh. And in England, they do these like the lines thing, and it looks like science, but it isn't. Right. And I don't think that's better. I think it's it's. Um, I think we all have to make peace that no matter what, there's always going to be an, an an element of uh, you know, error and uh, you know, something. Well, sometimes, sometimes people still will make mistakes. Sometimes there's judgment calls, and sometimes you don't have enough uh, information. And so this leads to another question, though. You're right. Yeah. But in the world of football, we have automated offsides, right? We use it at the World Cup, but I thought it worked really well. Uh, we have ball yeah, line technology that MLS also isn't doing for some reason. It seems like there's technology available to make this better, and MLS is just not choosing to invest in it to save some money. Well, nobody else has the automated offside. That was just a pilot thing at the World Cup. Nobody else uses that anywhere. Well, let's That's hope, not just MLS. Let's hope we're open so, to using it. Because to eliminate, yeah, I mean that's a thing. That's a thing. I guess that's the that's the. I guess the holy grail, right? Like in tennis now, in tennis, this is what happens. They do everything is automated. The lines, like a machine, decides whether the ball is in or out. 
And then the machine, actually, they use like a, a, a recorded human voice to call it, which is a little odd. Is it but, more, than, uh, more than Freeman's voice? What are we talking about? No, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a variety of voices. I don't know where, I don't know how they, where they get them from, but it's, it's, it sounds like a lines person is calling something out, but there's no lines person. It's just a machine. And the, the, the that sound is a recording. So, that, you yeah, know, I don't it, know. That's it, a little. It should be Werner Herzog. It's a little bit creepy. It should be Morgan Freeman, but yeah, that's a, that's a little weird. And then it's like, yeah, the, the, the machine makes crossed. the machine the machine makes the call, and then they show you a replay of an animation, basically just illustrating that the call was correct or like how close it was or whatever. And uh, but that's just uh, you know, I mean, then yeah, there's just, no reason now in Stefan's fantasy world. Because we in in Europe, like in Germany, England, they have a watch with a, with that says green or red whether a ball goes over a line, right? Mm-hmm. MLS we don't have that because they're saving money. We've already seen a couple instances where that's been clear, but but with all this technology, automated offside and ball line clearance and all this stuff, I I I, I imagine there can be a unified system similar to the Hawkeye system in tennis, where 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 the referee has a little watch, a little smart watch. And no matter all out, all cross ball, like all over the line stuff, whether it's out of bounds or goal line and all player offside um, scenarios should be computerized and sent factually to his watch so he can make a decision. Right. We, can, we, we live in a world where we can make that happen, can't we? Uh, or we can just make peace with the fact that, <laughs> you know, shit happens. But so, yeah, so shit happens. <laughs> but now let's go to our gut. In my mind, my, my gut, we, I understand what you're about the whole angles and blah, blah, blah. But my gut is since he was offside. I mean, it's as simple as that. No, I think that was my that was my sense. That was my yeah. sense, too. It's like, ah, he's probably off, but not by as much as it seems to. Seems by the, you know, with the naked eye. But um, but sets up maybe for he's hell. not. But maybe he's not. I mean, even, uh, even soccer f- I mean, if it's like three inches, if he has his like toe, if he has his foot turned out, if Carranza has his foot turned out, then maybe he's on. I don't know. But even if it's you are like, the AR standing there, shouldn't you have seen it was offside too? That the AR should have gotten the same instinct we all had. Well, maybe, but that's that, that's why I'm saying maybe they've been like outsmarting themselves where they're like, oh, no, no, this is actually quite close. But then maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they, I don't know how exactly they do it. I, I'm glad they're not. I'm glad they're not doing the lines. The lines are stupid, um, and so they can't afford them. They're trying to. <laughs> yeah, somebody was saying. I mean, because this was a pretty dreary game overall. There were not a ton of goal chances, and somebody was tweeting that the VAR just did not want to watch thirty more minutes <laughs> of this. And I think that's probably maybe may have been. So that that's the East. Tweet. Ohio versus Ohio. Hell is real in Cincinnati. I think it's a great matchup. Wilfred Nunn, yeah. Columbus, and Cincy have deserved how far they've gotten this year, and I love it. So, so what's going on with Matt Miaska? They're still. I heard. I heard on the broadcast that they're still reviewing his like locker room uh, 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 intrusion. Yeah, lifetime ban. Lifetime ban is what I what I would like to offer. <laughs> I would. Lifetime. Just ban. because he all just because he wanted to tell the Red Bull fans how much he loved them. <laughs> Okay, Edge Lord. All right, Edge. Okay, Mr. Jim Curtin. <laughs> Jim Curtin made me right. Like David Riccio says, Curtin always looks befuddled. Very true. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
So that was the East. But then we got the West, baby. We had uh, LAFC. No, that was later. It was Houston versus Sporting Kansas City, which was actually a pretty fun game. I'm I really liking the way Houston's playing. Houston is a good like I've been I've been uh, uh, my apology my Ben Olsen apology tour continues Houston's been great and I did not think they were gonna be and they've been good oh everyone everyone's got the the always oh, Ben Olsen apology all right so here's the next thing I want to share with the class uh, you said it Christina Uncle said it I said it on Reddit everyone responded to me on Reddit saying like it's what I thought a hundred percent. It was like a shot-for-shot remake of the 2002 um, Greg Berhalter versus Germany uh, handball on the line clearance moment, right? I have it a little zoomed in. It's hard to get a good angle here. I don't want to play it because they'll probably strike us. But essentially, it's 0-0, right? Or was it one nothing? It was either one nothing. or 0-0. Uh, no, they were up. Houston was up it, at that it, point, it, I think. No, L, L, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one nothing for Houston. You're right. Yes. And then right towards the end, right right away, this is a direct response to their goal. Like the next moment, they got a counterattack, got a great moment here where Sporting KC was, it was either, I think it was Alan Pulido perhaps, I don't know who, kicked it. And this defender right here on the line, you know, goalkeeper's over here, uh, right here. On the, can you see my mouse, by the way? Uh, or, no. Oh, am I the only one? I'll just do this mouth. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On the right side of the goal, you see the defender and his arm. For the podcast listeners, sorry, we're showing photos. These are all on Twitter. His arm is slightly extended and held strengthened to deflect the ball. And it's not like it's probably a split second subconscious thing. It's like if a ball was thrown to me, I probably would have done the same thing. It's just like a, it's like an arm response, right? Uh, but he clearly extended his arm in a way to block the path of the ball to make sure it didn't cross the line. Otherwise, it also, it did it bounce off of him first, his body first? It, no, no, no. It, it went I straight couldn't tell. to his arm. I, was it, okay. I'm going to play it. Maybe they'll strike. Should I play it? I'm going to strike it. Let's see if they strike it. Let's strike it. Here we go. This is the moment because the whole thing, it's a gif. Oh, yeah, it comes right off his. So yeah. it's just right to his arm. If you see, he moves his arm here to the ball. He moves it inward to his body, specifically to block the ball. Outwards, inward to block the ball. It's, and that's old school ball to hand. This it's has to, to be a penalty. I mean, this is like, this, this makes no sense that this is not a penalty. Christina Uncle said that this would be a red card dog so penalty. It would be a red card to the defender for denial of a goal scoring opportunity. And it would have been, which is brave of her because her husband, Ted Uncle, is the guy who, no, no, sorry, Ted Uncle did a different game. No, Ted Uncle was, did a different just, game. Yeah, it's a different game. <laughs> wow. Sorry, that would have been, that that been, been, been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> my husband sucks at this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, would have, I, would have, I wish that was the dynamic. <laughs> but no, but it was, a, it was a no call. They just said, like, no call, no VAR, and they just kept playing. And I'm like, what the heck? What the heck? That's a, and that could have changed the trajectory. Yeah, of the I game, mean the right? handball, the handball rule, nobody understands anymore. It's like they, it's been, it's been messed with to the point where, well, I mean, in this case, yeah, who knows if they're what Christina Uncle if, said, who was a professional referee, that that yes, the handball has been defined as arm at the side and blah blah blah. However, FIFA has has expressed. That in situations like this, where it's on the line and it blocks a goal-scoring opportunity, you lean towards the attacker. 
She said, like, FIFA officials would look at this and say, red card, dog so. And I don't know, as a fan, I I come to the same conclusion, right? I mean, I look at that and be like, that's a red. He blocked its ball. It's hand the ball. If you block a ball on the goal line with your hand, that's got to be. I mean, I guess, yeah, and I guess guess the red card. I mean, that's always harsh if it's like double, you know, you get punished twice. You get a penalty and the guy is – but like, yeah. However, I put that on People Reddit. Also, there's there's this natural position. This natural position nonsense is yeah, what nonsense. gets me. It's all nonsense. With this, like the natural, but like I feel like I've said this before. If you if your arm gets caught in a wood chipper, like that's an unnatural position. Anything else you can do with it, it's like you know you move around, your hands do stuff. It's like that's not a good. That's not a good. Uh, um, a good way. That's not a good thing to to include in this in this rule. The like whether or not it's an unnatural or unnatural. Like it's like, I think maybe we need. I mean, obviously, intent is difficult to right. to discern. But that's always going to be. Does great. somebody do something on purpose or not? I think it's like. I think maybe the answer is like: Does this does this provide an advantage? Do you get do you get an advantage from playing it with your you know, because sometimes you have these handball calls. Also, somebody's somebody's like touching it at the edge of the box. It's clearly inadvertent. Nothing really happens. It's like, should that be right? Is that the same as somebody somebody sort of blocking it with it, like Luis Suarez in that World Cup game, right. like making the save? Like those are those are not the same thing. So I think maybe it's time to take into consideration if the the if how much of an advantage. Like if you're blocking. A ball that's going towards the goal with your hand, like that's got to be, that's got to be a foul. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, you know how with a Windows system, I guess you're more of a Mac user, but it's the Mac same thing. If stuff gets too screwed up, you can just go do a startup, an earlier startup date, and just roll it back to like before or something. We need to do that with, with we the need handball to Apple, rule. Apple Z the handball rule. The old rule to me was very simple: undo, undo, ball, undo, undo. Hand to ball, no foul. Ball to hand is foul. Right now, I get it. It's great because intent. But now with VAR, they can look at it closely and they can make a, a better judgment on intent and, and utilize like what you said. Does it provide advantage or not? I like that. But the, the way it is now, it's as confusing as it's ever been. And, and I would say probably more confusing. For instance, there was a handball moment in a different game. Maybe even the same game. I'm all, I watched four games in a row. So, but it was at the death, but it was very, it hit the guy, the defender's arm. But the arm was in front of his body. So it hit his arm and then bounced away and then bounced off. To me, that was a good no call because the, if you chopped the mm-hmm. arm off, the identical thing would have happened. It's not a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> and yeah. I went on Reddit and I argued. And guess who I argued against? Sporting Kansas City fans. Two Ooh. different Sporting Kansas City fans responded to me right away being like, hey, no call. Like they both tried to explain to me why it was fine. And I was like, well, if you guys think it's fine, then <laughs> I mean it's your team. So it's your team. So then no well, more. This is also me, just a this is also uh, this is also just a US soccer kind of thing, right? Where it's not where people are just uh always always signing up signing up for more suffering. Yeah, but, but they're, uh, they're the losers of it. So if they're fine with the no call, but that's what I'm that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. They're like, Yes, no, we deserve it. But anyway, Cincinnati's playing Columbus, LAFC against Houston. 
LAFC right. all of a sudden, like probably LAFC make, at Seattle's good, last game, have a good chance to make the final. That is the one game I didn't see. The 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 Seattle LAFC. I just could not. I was uh, uh, driven back from Vermont. I had not could not uh, keep my eyes open for that one. I saw some of it and then I just gave up. I was too tired. It was a fun game. Great atmosphere. Seattle provides a final like atmosphere. You know, the, the Seattle stadium's amazing. Uh, you know, just for the atmosphere. I don't love the turf. But overall, it's always a fun game up in Seattle. They had a good mm-hmm. game going back and forth. Seattle had the big guns come off, and they just couldn't pull it off. And the big thing was Ted Uncle was the ref of this one. And everyone, yes. I didn't, you know, Ted Uncle was. The criticism was Ted Uncle was a very one-sided pro LAFC ref throughout the whole game. He didn't give them cards. He didn't foul them the way he was supposed to, but he was pretty harsh on the other team. Like, the criticism was it was a hometown ref, and he was from L.A., you know, and I'm not going to argue against that. So I have no specific calls to show with this one to bring the class. But what I'm saying, of the four games this weekend, three games had ref talk. Three. Hmm. Um, So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, I've, always been, uh, I've always been more of a fan of Christina than of Ted. Yeah, Christina. I think Christina does good analysis. The better me. half, the better, yeah. j- literally in this, literally the better half in this case. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is going too far, but when I look at that couple, it's like, is that a father-daughter situation? What do we got going <laughs> on over there? Someone married yes. up. Yes. It wasn't Christina. Yes, you, you are. If you're wondering, yes, you are. That is uh, going, going too, too far. far. All right, well, I apologize. <laughs> Apologize. I wish her both the best, and you know, I, sorry. It's Merry like love is, love is love is blind sometimes. Love is blind. I get. It. But anywho, uh, LAFC. I'm telling you, LAFC. They're hosting Houston. I'm going to try to. I go. mean, they've had they've had kind of a, a an unremarkable season, but now they're kind of in the driver's seat. They could, uh, I guess they they. If they make the final, if Cincinnati, but I guess if Columbus with Cincinnati, LAFC could host, right? No, no. Uh, uh, from what I understand, I learned this also over the weekend. It's going to be in Ohio no matter what, either Cincy or Columbus, because it's based on the seating of the supporters. Oh, because there. Columbus has more points, had more points than LAFC. Okay, never mind. So LAFC will not host. So this, um, this game is LAFC's last home game of the season, no matter what. Okay. Uh, coming up next week. So I'm going to try to go, but tickets are outrageous. We'll see if maybe day of I can get a little bit of a day of fire. And sale. Houston's not going to, I mean, obviously too bad. You know, Houston, by one point, one point behind LAFC, they would have had uh, they would have had home, home, uh, home court. So... Well, I'm excited. Seating, the regular season, the regular, the regular season is important. I just, want, I kind of want to go see Houston, to be honest. Uh, I mean, L- LAFC to quote the great MLS super legend Bruce Arena, the second half of the season is the season. So, in the old Galaxy days, Galaxy won like three in a row, not three in a row, but they, oh, they were in the finals. They were always in it to win it for a while, and half of those seasons, they were like on the bottom of the West by July. And it doesn't matter. They picked it up in the second half. They got a new player or something. And they ran through to the finals. And we, we're seeing that this year. LAFC's second half of the season, they picked up, right? They were a little, like you said, unconvincing. But it doesn't matter because, like, you look at a team like St. Louis City SC and LAFC right now, you know, who would you rather be? LAFC. They were in for the long haul. St. Louis City had a great regular season but limped right out of the playoffs right away. 
And an experienced MLS team knows how to play through to the playoffs. They know the real goal. So good on LAFC. Good on Houston for picking up under Ben Olsen. Good for Columbus to play great for Nancy. And good for Cincy for turning their season around. They went from three wooden spoons in a row to supportership wins. So it's a freaking miracle they got going on over there. Yeah. So good on them. Who do you got? Who I know you don't like predicting, but who do you got? What's going to happen? Who's well, winning? I said Cincinnati. I said Cincinnati. Uh, all the way through to the end? The MLS Cup. All the way through to the end. Yeah, I still – I think um, – yeah, I mean, it'll depend on whether they get Miazga back. But they, I feel like they defended pretty well, even though they had sort of a makeshift back line. Not only were they missing their center backs, they were missing their defensive midfielder. But yeah, I think they I think they're gonna they're gonna do it. I think Columbus um had a good defense performance, <sighs> but they are Gesundheit. They are they are uh, uh, vulnerable defensively and um uh, I think Cincinnati's going to make the final, uh, and they're going to win the final. Sorry, yo yo, Gesundheit, Schönheit, Intelligenz. Dusty in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can argue. You know, I I would love for LAFC to win it again. You know, it'd be good to. You know, I do love. I respect the organization. I am, in a way, a slow. <laughs> the organization. I'm a it's an excellent level. locker room. It's a really good locker room organization. I didn't say that. I don't know what the locker room's like. Could be crazy. <laughs> in there. But Denny Buwanga's crushing it. Carlos Vela is last year. And, and I'll tell you, Carlos Vela has probably been the best Mexican player to ever play in this league. He's got to be, right? I can't think of any others. Supporter Shield MLS Cup winner here for Rafa, five Zs. Rafa, Mar- Rafa Marquez? No, not yeah. Rafa Marquez. In fact, he's a bad locker room guy. He's a really bad locker room. <laughs> Very bad locker room guy. We need him for a rugby game, maybe. But anywho, LAFC with Carlos Vela. Like, you know, I love Cincinnati, the Ohio, the Midwest. Houston, I would love for them. Because, like, Houston has had the same sad sack seasons that I've had with Rebels. Now, they've won a couple of MLS Cups in the past, but I know what they're going through. So it's nice to see a simple American coach they don't have any big superstar players outside of Ache Ache. Uh, Ache Ache also picking up and really becoming a great leader. Like, I'm loving what Hector Herrera's been doing. And they're doing it. They're they're doing it. So, I don't know. It'll be a lot of fun. Look forward to it. Yep. I look forward Saturday. to it. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Okay. That has been the USA Hour. The only other thing I want to mention is that the Mexico-Honduras game was crazy. You saw that? Mexico did turn around. They're 2 yeah. nothing lost to a 2 nothing win with penalties. And it was nuts, and it was CONCACAF, and it was crazy, and it was a lot of fun. You don't get that outside of CONCACAF, baby. He scored a winner in the 11th minute of extra time to win the past nine minutes. They ignored the chance, every chance they got. And then the Honduran player had to retake his penalty three times until he missed it before Mexico could take their own penalty off. That's CONCACAF, baby. Wild. Wow! All right, Chess. I will talk USA stuff See next week. See you on the other side. We're going to talk call. We're going to talk some Bundesliga finance stuff up in oh, the boy. other room. I'll see you then. Chess. All right. Bye.